welcome back to Coffee Connect with your host, Vanessa. Yes, it's been a minute, but I felt called to speak on this topic since it weighs on my heart and has weighed on my heart truly since childhood. But I've never quite found the right words to express myself truly until now. Welcome to episode 13, Manifesting Your Life Partner, The Process. No, I haven't found my perfect fairy tale ending, which I believe is bullshit anyway. You're not handed a fairy tale. You create the love you wish to hold. And I'm speaking from the single side of things, how I am feeling in the process of finding a life partner. Since it's one of the biggest decisions you will ever make in your lifetime, I believe there should be a lot of thought and more so heart put into it. From Disney to rom-com fantasies, I've always been a dreamer, a hopeless romantic, and if you follow my page, VP Fitnessa, I'm sure you see endless amounts of art and poetic expressions of love. It's true, I dream of finding that life partner that feels like you have found a missing puzzle piece that just makes sense. I've grown to realize that it's not about finding your other half. You're already whole. It's more about finding that person that just makes your life that much sweeter. They add to your life. And they make you want to be the greatest expression of yourself. This is what I know to be true. Spending time with yourself is one of the most important things someone can do. Why? Because there's truly no one you will spend more time with than yourself. So you better make sure you are a healthy and happy place to be. Now let's unpack that a little. Your thoughts become your actions and your actions become your reality. And even more so, you are who you surround yourself with. So if you poison the soil, nothing can grow, correct? So you make sure that you're not surrounding yourself with poison apples all the time. But how do you know you're around people that are impeding your growth? Great question. Part of understanding a problem is acknowledging it's there to begin with. Once you realize it's there, you must study it, sit with it, and seek to understand where it came from. The more you understand, the more you can understand if it's serving you or, dis- or, or being of disservice to your ultimate goals in life. An ideal way of being, in my opinion, of course, is proper sleep, adequate healthy food choices, staying hydrated, time for peace and quiet, studying topics of interest, serving others, moving my body, family time, and friend time. If all of those are incorporated in my daily routine, I feel aligned or a sense of homeostasis, if you will. Because I'm spiritual, I believe in energies and chakras. Yes, I'm sure some of you just eye-rolled right now, and that's totally fine. But the spiritual world and sensing energies is less woo-woo than you really think. Let me make it make sense to you logic folk. If I'm feeling in a funk, maybe I ate too much food that's not in alignment with my usual nutrition plan. Maybe I ate rich, fatty foods or even 
worse, drink too much alcohol. My stomach will definitely feel lots of pain. And all I'll be able to focus in on is that pain or the solar plexus chakra, where the wisdom and power or where I'd consider your gut instinct or better yet, your intuition muscle is located. Now, if the solar plexus is balanced, you feel energy, strength, confidence, strong will, mental balance, health, and ready to be active. If you're unbalanced, you feel guilty, lack of energy, weakness, fatigue, low self-esteem, worthlessness, digestion, and liver problems. Does that sound familiar? I know I can relate pre and post hangover symptoms for sure. So when you act out of alignment or what I now what I now know feels like acting out of character or working towards my greatest expression of self, I feel those things. I can trust that my gut will tell me when I'm on my path or off of it, what truly serves me and what doesn't. But it has taken so many lessons of trial and error. I've experienced lots of distractions and enticing decisions that have led me astray. And I've made many decisions based off of low self-worth, low self-esteem, just purely wanting to be loved, accepted, and seen. And when I wasn't, I've had and have poor coping mechanisms to deal with the struggle. And I still work on acknowledging them today to make sure I don't stay out of alignment too long. Because to be honest, I just start feeling like crap. Is falling out of alignment normal? Absolutely. Especially when we are hashtag triggered. But again, acknowledgement, the knowing is the first step. So wherever you actually see it coming, so whenever you actually see it coming next time, you will be less apt to fall into the bad habits. It's the unknowing and following poor coping mechanisms that can be forgiven and understood and then rectified. But it's the knowing and then still choosing the poor out of alignment choices that will show you some true shadow sides of us all. Yes, everyone has a shadow side, meaning we all have that face we don't like to show to people. Sometimes that person is ourselves. When we are in denial of our issues, that, my dear, is the introduction of narcissism. Narcissists love to deny any and all problems, playing the victim game, never owning up to anything they've done wrong in the world, and that's another podcast for another day, also coming soon. But if you at least acknowledge your shadows, sit with them, sit with that shit and get to know why you do some of the things that you do, you can choose a different life for yourself. Yes, a lot of why we do what we do stems from childhood development or lack thereof. I've battled with abandonment issues. Issues that stemmed from being 18 and watching my parents get divorced. Being shell-shocked at the entire situation because I was literally blindsided. It left me searching for a man that I could show all my shadows to, all my bad side, and prove to myself even after all that he would still leave me. Just reinforcing the idea that even if they thought I was a great person, I still had all these terrible traits that they would inevitably believe were too hard to deal with. I was always too much. 
Or I would make sure to choose cheaters, proving I knew it would inevitably end at some point. Because at least knowing there would be a disappointment at the end, I had control over that situation, unlike my parents. It was only after some therapy, self-soothing, many, many failed relationships that after knocking myself in the head with the same lessons, I started realizing maybe I should be in a relationship with myself for a while and see why I was making the same choices too many times ending the same way. It took sitting with my dad and telling him to his face that I felt like he left me when he left my mom. It took telling my dad and my mom that I wasn't my mother, that I was a different woman. It took 14 years of crying, staying quiet, and literally feeling like my throat would close up any time I would try to stand up for myself and speak my truth. My stomach would sink, my throat would close, and I would shell up. And I can't tell you how many relationships I didn't stand up for myself. I accepted deceit. I accepted cheating. I gave chances to men that clearly didn't value my loyalty. But the reoccurring theme there was choice. I was smarter than I gave myself credit for. But once I acknowledged what was going on, once I literally got exhausted learning the same lessons, getting beat over the head with wake-up calls to become the to become the person I was really being called to be, I sat with that idea and I'm still making peace with it. I have gotten in my own way all this time. I chose bad relationships. I created ideas of men that I was with that didn't exist. I allowed myself to accept less than I deserve. Did I find love in those relationships? Yes. And man, do I appreciate the lessons I learned. But I've called myself out of so many toxic situations that I've caused, I've chosen, and I'm so much more happy for it. And while I'm being vulnerable, I'll continue to be 100% honest. I'm working on continuing to heal trauma from my childhood and relationships I've chosen. I'm still working on detaching my attraction to projects as partners. I consider myself a healer and a truth seeker. I continue to own my voice and not apologize for it. To speak my truth and desire for and my to speak my truth and desire louder for the people in the back. I refuse to give my power away again. I love taking on projects for partners and feeling like I can show them their potential. I'll be deathly loyal and loving to them, unpacking all their scars and showing them, and still showing them I can love all of their beastly traits. I'll stay no matter what I see or hear. And I've re- now realized that's just asking to be hurt. That's not helping anyone, especially myself. Why would I give them false hope? Pretending I love them when I'm really telling myself and them, I'd love you more If you became the depiction I see you as in my head, you would be so much better off. How could I put myself on such a pedestal? I don't know what's best for them. I should have accepted them as they are, loved them unconditionally unconditionally or not at all. People show you who they truly are the moment you meet them. 
It's your projections that create problems and that are truly reflections of our own issues. So, where am I at now? Still giving myself grace, working through things I know I'm still attracted to that aren't healthy. Staying the fuck off of dating apps. Having really hard conversations with my dad and my mom to help unpack more unresolved issues I witnessed growing up that has created my fear of getting married. I've destroyed the ideas that Disney and rom-coms created, so there's one thing I can check off my list. Romanticizing a relationship created from fantasy art through theatrical expression. Now, if I had to give anyone my two cents of advice to start their healing process and manifesting a true life partner and potential soulmate, it would be these. Number one, stop looking. You're wasting your time because if you're looking, you'll miss it. Your soulmate isn't what you'd expect, so you'll have no idea what to look for. Number two, get curious about yourself. There's no one you will spend more time with than yourself. So better off making yourself the happiest and healthiest version you can be. You can journal, talk, sit with your thoughts, whatever you can do to just start paying attention to your thoughts that create your reality. Number three, start listening to your body. It's telling you signs all of the time. From headaches to upset stomach, throat pains, back aches, lack of sleep, too much sleep, weird dreams, etc. Especially if your heart aches. Actual heart pains can be one of the most undervalued signs of living out of alignment for your truest calling of your greatest expression of self. Number four, be gentle with yourself as you uncover your past choices. If you knew better, you do better. And if you knew better and still chose those things that aren't serving you, get curious. Why continue to self-sabotage? Self-love starts with the grace and understanding. Give yourself patience when you're unwrapping some of those most vulnerable parts of yourself. And number five, become the partner you're seeking and you'll, you'll attract them. This was some of the best advice I've ever received. If you wouldn't date you, why would anyone else? Create the greatest, most fulfilling life for yourself and meet your soulmate along that way. Feeling whole all by yourself is a wonderful gift and power. You'll be able to experience the highest expression of love there is because it will already have that foundation of self-love. No one will be able to take it because you created it. I just want you guys to know that I feel absolutely loved, encouraged, and whole when I'm working and when I'm creating this podcast, when I'm in nature or surrounded by loved ones. But of course, I still get lonely, I still get longing, and I still want to be loved. So if you're single or in a relationship, hear this. 
Give yourself some grace through these processes. Life is ever-evolving. Some relationships have an expiration date. Some will bring you lessons and blessings, and you will find it, and you will find it almost impossible to let go. But that is also okay. There is a reason for the season, and some relationships are just a means to an end. Love is love, and I'm giving you all my love with this episode. I hope you find alignment and peace in your heart soon, hoping you discover the greatest expression of yourself possible and true alignment and flow, just as I did writing this piece. I know I was called to write this. I'm hoping it reaches you well. Big love, always and forever. This is Vanessa with Coffee Connect, signing out today. Mwah.